What's going on, everybody? Paul Hickey here with NoOffSeason.com. Hope you are all doing well today. I am here excited to bring you episode eight of the Football Card Strategy Show. And uh, Andy Kaysen from Football Card Quest should be joining me momentarily, but we're going to roll right into the show because we've got about an hour to talk about football cards today, and that's about it. So we're going to make it a power-packed hour and uh, before Andy joins us, I have a question to ask you guys. Why vault your cards with the original marketplace? Because the eBay vault isn't just a way to protect what you collect. It's a new way to trade. Not only have your cards never been safer thanks to our secure climate-controlled facility, but you're also locking in real savings. You pay no sales tax when you ship to or transact within the vault. And there are no storage fees for two years. Now, just imagine everything you can do with all that money. And with the eBay Vault's seamless in-app experience, you can track, buy, and sell your cards in real time. From listing your cards in seconds with eBay Collection to tracking trends with eBay Price Guide, managing your collection is more seamless than ever before. The eBay Vault. Buy, sell, secure. So you guys know I'm a big fan of vault services because I currently live in Spain. And so in order to participate in the sports card investing and flipping that I like to partake in, I uh, have to use a vault service. So I'm very, very intrigued by the eBay vault. I've talked about it a lot on this show and uh, looking forward to trying it sooner rather than later so I can report back on my experience to you. And uh, we're going to continue to talk about that throughout the next several months as I look to move back to the States. And when I do that, I am going to figure out, do I want to keep using a vault service? I probably will because uh, as you heard from that, that read there, that eBay vault, I'm um, very, very intrigued by it because of all the savings on the, on the sales tax and, um, and the fact that like it is the marketplace, right? So I'm buying and selling on eBay. So it makes sense to just have eBay hold the cards because then I not only save on the original um, sales tax, but also the shipping. And then I can save, of course, on the uh, shipping again a second time when I sell the card, assuming that eBay gets more and more people to join the vault. So I encourage you to check that out and uh, let me know what you think. And we'll talk about it more on the show. But uh, it's time to talk football cards and um, we'll see if Andy has had a conflict in his schedule today. Um, stay tuned to see if he does join the show. Uh, he was scheduled to join, so I'm sure we will hear from him one way or another. But uh, I'm going to jump right into what I wanted to talk about today. Are you in or out on the following guys? Uh, Mac Jones. There's obviously been some controversy around Mac Jones and what's happening uh, with the Patriots uh, and his high ankle sprain. Um, and then Bailey Zappi. Uh, Bailey Zappi doesn't have a whole lot of cards out because he is a rookie. But, uh, you know, he does have the Patriots playing maybe better or just as good as Jones had him playing. They're three and three. And they take on the Bears uh, this Monday night in the Monday night game. So you've got Bailey Zappi in the spotlight. And I want to know, are you guys in or out on Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi? Um, and just the fact that we're talking about both of them, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you what I think. I'm out on both of these guys. Um, I'm out on Mac Jones 
there's just too much controversy surrounding him now. And while that could present a good buy low opportunity in many people's eyes, it's just too big of a risk for me. So I've moved Mac Jones down quite a bit in our sports card investment report football card rankings at nooffseason.com. I highly, highly, highly encourage all of you to go to nooffseason.com and click on the football card rankings um, because I updated it in a massive way today in preparation for this show. And so you are looking at, uh, when you go to nooffseason.com and and check out the football card rankings, and we'll I'll give you an in-depth uh analysis of them on this show, especially if Andy doesn't join, uh, because there's going to be um, a lot for me to talk about related to the report. Um, but if go to nooffseason.com, check out the football card rankings, and you'll see it's it's massively, massively updated from where it was the last time you checked it out. I promise you that. And if you want to get a uh, premium subscription to nooffseason.com for free so that you can see all of the player profiles and all of the content behind the paid wall, for free for a year, email me at paul at nooffseason.com and I will reply with instructions on how to do that. And if you're already a premium member, I got something good for you too. So email me at paul at nooffseason.com and I will hook you up. Again, this is the Football Card Strategy Show uh, brought to you by nooffseason.com and Football Card Quest. Andy Kaysen of Football Card Quest may or may not be joining us today. He was supposed to join us and uh, he may have a conflict, but I'm going to keep the show rocking and rolling. So I'm out on Mac Jones completely. And I'm just going to say I'm out on Bailey Zappi too. Um, you know, it's too short of a window for me to consider flipping this guy. It's just, it's not realistic to go out and get Bailey Zappi cards and then try to flip them. I mean, they're going to be at a high right now anyway. Uh, and, you know, I'll pull up some of his, some st- some of his stats here for what people want for his cards. Again, he is a rookie uh, this year, and so he has a score uh, rookie card in a in a pro uniform out. Um, he's got a bunch of college uniform cards out right now. He's got a gold standard platinum out of seventy five. That's not an autograph. Uh, he's got a bunch of autographs in his college uniform. Uh, he does have a Panini Contenders College ticket auto. Um, so for example, that is, there's two days left. I know people have, have emailed me feedback on this, on this show and said, don't talk about when there's, when there's time left on an auction. Cause most of the bidding happens in the last, you know, 30 seconds. I get that. But to give you an idea, there's uh 17 bids in on a college ticket auto of his out of 149 right now. $63 is the current bid, but there's still two days and 11 hours left in that auction. But why am I out on Zappy? It's just too, first of all, it's buying in at, at the height. Um, secondly, it's, it's just not realistic that he keeps this going, which means that his, like all of his cards are going to come crashing down. Um, unless he's the next Tom Brady, which seems way less likely than even Mac Jones being the next Tom Brady. Uh, I do believe Mac Jones will come back this year and uh, lead the Patriots actually uh, better than he did earlier on in the season. He might learn to shut his mouth a little bit in Bill Belichick's organization because I know he's asked a lot of questions. But in terms of the Mac Jones-Bailey Zappi situation, I would avoid it completely. Uh, Notable, though, that there is a 2020 score Bailey Zappi signatures auto uh, in a Patriots uniform. 
So he does have a, you know, a rookie auto in a Patriots uniform out of score. Um, There's a lot of obscure Bailey Zappi cards. 2022 Don Russ Elite Turn of the Century Bailey Zappi rookie auto out of 199. You can get that right now, 169.99 or best offer. He does have a Pen Pals auto. Um, so, I mean, it is possible that if you go out and get uh, one of those last three that I mentioned of him in a Patriots uniform that it could rise in value in the short term, like really, really short term, like a week or two before Mac Jones comes back and you could flip it for a profit if say he wins like two or three more games in a row, but it's just highly unlikely. I just don't like it. So I'm not even listing him at nooffseason.com. And I wanted to address that on the football card strategy show. Mac Jones has fallen down from, he was in our top 15. And now just because of this Bailey Zappy situation, I think what it does is it totally kills all of my confidence that Mac Jones can even have a uh, significance as a football card investment. I know that's a big statement, especially for a lot of you who have invested in Mac Jones and probably um, think that he's going to come back and pick back up where he left off, say, in his rookie season. But he's number 28 right now, strictly because he's a quarterback. I mean, um, followed closely by guys like Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, um, who are all probably way more relevant in terms of um, other areas of football and fantasy football and sports betting and things like that. But in terms of football card investing quarterbacks, um, we can't, we can't change the market as much as we wish we could. We can't change the market. And so uh, Mac Jones is still in the top 30, but I just don't have that much confidence in him at all. Uh, Chad Gill, welcome to the show. Good to see you. Um, Chad says, uh, Never was very high on Mac, but Zappy looks great so far. Zappy is a maybe. Yeah, that's, you know, I haven't seen him play. I'll be honest, I haven't seen Zappy play. So Chad also says, we have time to wait and see uh, because there's no cards. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of listed off a few of his cards. But like I said, yeah, they're not, um, they're not going to be the cards that last in the long term, even in the next eight to 12 months as long-term zappy cards that you would want, right? That's going to be your prism. That's going to be your contenders, um, rookie ticket autos and the pro uniform. Those aren't going to come out until contenders, probably March or April prism, probably not until next summer. So we're going to be waiting a while and then probably optic. The next one would be this, your base Don Russ, but we saw what happened with Mac Jones, man. What if you were the person that bought the Mac Jones Don Russ base PSA 10 for three grand last year. How would you be feeling right now? Um, I know how I'd be feeling. Horrible. Awful. Uh, Chad says if he has to get his, if he had to get his Zappy card right now, he would get the NT college auto with the low serial number. That's not a bad play because then you're still playing to his college fan base. I like that Chad. Chad, thanks for hopping on here. It's just me with no Andy. So I appreciate the, uh, the pop in um, any of any of you else watching live right now, pop in and I'll involve you in the show. So, all right, cool. So, you know, I, I would love to hear from you in the comments. If you are buying Mac Jones at the dip, uh, if there is a dip, 
uh, check marketmoversapp.com to see if there is a dip on Mac Jones. If you want to buy in, uh, if there's not, don't buy in. Uh, use the promo code no offseason all lowercase to get your first month for only $1 there at marketmoversapp.com. They just launched Market Movers X, which is their new UX UI of Market Movers. So um, there could be a dip on Mac Jones, especially if the controversy continues. Um, but I'm avoiding it. And let me know if you're buying Bailey Zappi for a quick flip. Because if you're buying Bailey Zappi for long term, I think it's horrible. If you're buying him for a quick flip, I think it's interesting. Chad says, uh, I might have to be your fallback guy in the future if someone's a no-show. Would love it. Would love it, Chad. Actually, I have no qualms with having any of the loyal audience members on, actually on camera and on mic to talk cards with me. It's all about you. It's all about the audience. And I really appreciate all of you. So um, the next guy that I wanted to talk about, are you in or are you out with Andy? And I'll just talk about it with myself and with you guys is Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, I've been out on Aaron Rodgers my entire life uh, ever since he came in and took over for Brett Favre. And I just don't like him. Uh, however, there was a dip on his cards this off season and he is still the starting quarterback for the green Bay Packers and the green Bay Packers still play in the NFC North, which is relatively a weak division with my Detroit lions, uh, the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago bears. And so it's wide open. So the Packers are three and three. They've looked really, really bad so far compared to how people thought they would look. They actually looked okay, but they looked really bad against the Jets at home last week. And so um, a lot of people are down on the Packers. A lot of people are down on Aaron Rodgers. I want to know, are you in on Aaron Rodgers? Because there is a little bit of a dip from where he would have been had he been performing better. And there figures to also be a dip with some upside because he is still active. He is still the Packers starting quarterback, even though they put in Jordan Love in the blowout against the Jets. I can't see Jordan Love actually coming in and getting significant minutes anytime soon. So I really think that, um, you know, you've got, you've got Aaron Rodgers, uh, barring any kind of injury, leading the Packers to what could potentially be a really tough-to-watch playoff run, divisional run. And But if he does play well and he does show his old Aaron Rodgers superstar form, there could be a spike. So I'm out because I just don't want to deal with it. And, and I don't want to get stuck with an Aaron Rodgers card. I don't like him. So um, I don't want his cards and I don't want to flip his cards. Uh, but if someone sent me an Aaron Rodgers card for free, I would probably list it right away. I just don't even want to hold it. But I do think if you have Aaron Rodgers cards, I would hold them right now. I do think he actually is a pretty decent hold because, um, like I said, the Packers look pretty bad uh, coming out of their uh, week six loss against the Jets at home. But at, at nooffseason.com right now, I've got, I've got Rodgers listed as a hold because I do think there's upside in selling him as the Packers make this run for the division division title. And if they do win the division title, anything can happen in the playoffs. So it's interesting. Um, so we'll talk about some other guys next to him on the sports card investment report 
momentarily. But for now, I want to know in the comments, are you in and out, uh, in or out on Aaron Rodgers? Chad, my co-host of the day, has written in and said, he's in big time right now. <laughs> nice. Chad just bought uh, three of his tops PSA 10 rookies last week for 450 each. Nice. That's actually down from where they were, I think. I'll have to double check myself on that, but I think that's down from where they were when I looked at market movers a couple weeks ago. He's having a bad year, but look at an all-time great compared to their other current uh, QB prices. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he is an all-time great, as much as I hate to admit it. I do think his legacy might not play out the way that people think it could play out right now if you're buying his cards just because while he has won a Super Bowl, he has been a choke artist quite a bit and he has been kind of a dick off the field. He just has. And so I really think that um, because of that persona, uh, he may, it, things may not play out in the long term as a hold investment as you think they could. But I agree with Chad that uh, it's less. It's less money, less of an investment than a lot of the other guys out there right now. If you're looking to buy a Mahomes or a Josh Allen uh, or even a Jalen Hurts who's on fire, obviously, then you know, you're know you not spending as much for Aaron Rodgers. And so he is a play. He is a play. I'm out. Chad's in. If Andy were here, I'm not sure what he would say. But uh, we're going to go to my next guy, um, shout out to Toa. Toa, I don't know if you've been tuning into our content lately. Toa is a loyal audience member who is also a Michigan State University alum. And that's why I uh, did this lead in because the next guy I want to know if you're in or out on Kenneth Walker III, uh, who has looked really good in Seattle. And if you're in fantasy football, you probably want to be in on this guy. Um, but I want to know if you're in on his cards because, um, he's looked really good. He's looked like he could be, you know, the number one back in Seattle for years to come. And I know that that seems like an overreaction based off of a couple good weeks, but, um, knowing what Seattle has after following him closely at Michigan state, I will say that. I would probably be in on Kenneth Walker, the third cards at the right price. So on the fly here, I'm going to do a quick little eBay search on Kenneth Walker, the third, just to kind of see what we'd be looking at. Um, Kenneth Walker, the third auto. It's interesting when you type in his name on a search, you go Kenneth Walker, I, I, I auto, which is just weird when you're uh, the third, but the search still works. So he's got, uh, some rookie rookie autos in pro uniforms. Um, interesting that you can go out and get a Kenneth Walker to the third one of one Panini Elements NFL Shield logo auto for for a thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars or best offer. Now that's not cheap, especially for a running back, but that's super cheap for a one-of-one one NFL Shield on-card auto. Now, Elements is not the best set. It's not like a marquee set, but it's not a horrible set either. And we've got Andy Kaysen. Andy Kaysen's in the waiting room. Here he is. I had a feeling he might be joining. So, Andy, good to see you, man. I've just been talking uh, to the audience here about some guys, you know, trying to figure out 
if we're in or out on some some guys. But let's welcome you to the show properly here, man. How's everything going for you, buddy? Hey, I'm I'm good, Paul. <laughs> so sorry that uh, that I'm late, man. Total total confusion on my part. For some reason, I had it in my head it was 10 a.m. I'm sitting there drinking my coffee, just relaxing, getting uh, getting going. It's it's like really cold today here in Tampa, which is surprising that you know it's normally a pretty tropical environment, but. I'm, I'm dude, super pumped to be here. I saw, I was like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta run. Let me see if Paul's on there. So sorry I'm late, guys, but I'm here. I'm ready to chop up some football card action. That's awesome. Hey, no worries. Uh, we we're super happy that you're here. It's been a while since you and I have done a football card strategy show. We've taken the last couple of weeks off, and then this is you know earlier than we normally do it on a Thursday. So no worries. Glad you could join. Happy to have you here. Um, we've got about 40 more strong minutes, so let's let's get you into it. So real quick, um, here's what we've talked about so far. Are you in or out on Mac Jones? That's the first thing I'll ask you. Um, well, I think he's I think he's a hold right now. You know, you have such a good team environment with the Patriots. You know, great offensive line, run game, some of the best coaching, Bill Belichick. You know. Um, you know, massive fan base, you know, they, they find a way to win games. The defense is still playing really good as well. So, you know, and, and Bailey Zappi, yeah, sure. He's two and zero, but I still think this starting job is Mac Jones. And, uh, I, I think that a lot of the beat reporters and the media in new England are creating this QB controversy because it's a good story. You know, they, they want, uh, they want to generate those clicks and kind of have something to talk about. And Bailey Zappi's played good for a rookie, but I still think this is going to be Mac Jones starting job. So I think you got to hold those Mac Jones. I'm not actually, I think, you know, it might not be a bad time to, to buy into some um, at a very low price because we know they've gone down a lot. You know, you could probably get a rookie ticket auto for around 200 bucks. And Hey, if you can, if you can get that, it's probably worth to, to stash a couple. Yeah. I was interested to your take on that because I think you're usually right more than you're wrong about this stuff. And you follow things very closely, especially from a beat writer perspective. So yeah, Mac Jones is somebody that I'm totally out on just because I just don't want to deal with the uncertainty of that whole situation now because it like if it were <clears throat> excuse me, if he were just injured and we know he's coming back from an injury and then we know that Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi is just kind of holding things down for him before he comes back, I would agree with you. I would say, "Hey, look, you know, this is a dip." We know the guy's coming back. We know he was like the rookie hero savior last year. There's a lot of hype for him. He's got the Alabama fan base behind him and the Patriots thing going for him. But this is just weird, all this stuff coming out. Uh, it's just like, like we, you and I have talked about this. The NFL is the greatest soap opera in the history of the planet. So here's another example where it's like, will Mac Jones even be the guy um, super weird. I think he will be the guy, but just, just the fact that there's this weird questioning about it makes me want to avoid him. But then when you come in and say, look, it's a good buying opportunity. I want the audience to hear that perspective as well. Um, because yeah, I mean, you can get, if you want to get Mac Jones rookie ticket autos right now, um, I'm just looking up some of his rookie autos. So, um, talk to me while I look up Mac Jones, rookie ticket auto pricing right now. Like actually here's one. Um, 
Panini contenders optic rookie ticket auto 289 or best offer. Here's yeah, another one. Photo variations, 500 or best offer. I mean, these are cheap. You're right. Uh, yeah, and, and knowing Bill Belichick, I feel 99% confident that Mac Jones, when healthy, is going to get the starting job back. It's just a matter of, you know, th this is allowing him to really take the full amount of time that he needs to heal his ankle 100%. And I wouldn't be surprised if I was like, hey, take an extra week off, Mac. You know, Bailey's got it covered. But at the same time, they've got some difficult matchups coming up. You know, they're sure they're playing the Bears this weekend or, or Monday Night Football, which should be a pretty easy matchup for Bailey Zappi. Uh, but then they get the Jets. The Jets' defense is playing much better than average. You got the Colts, who their defense is pretty good. Uh, then the Jets again. Then the then the Vikings, who are five and one, playing good football. And then you have the the Bills on December first. So they do have a difficult schedule coming down the stretch. They're clearly uh, they're going to be in the race and fighting for a, a playoff berth. And, you know, I, I think that Mac Jones, you know, he's got the draft capital. He's got like the experience in the offense and he will be kind of slotted. I feel 99% confident that he'll be slotted back in as a starting quarterback once he's healthy. Okay. So thank you for unpacking all of that for me. And I think I've come to a conclusion with, with what I would do about Mac Jones and Chad, Chad Gill was, was kind of filling in for you while you were, uh, while you were about to join, uh, in the comment section. So he was kind of my comment co-host here for a minute. Chad said, if he is healthy and doesn't get the starting job back, prices will dip further. And so what's interesting about that is to your point, Andy, and to Chad's point, because he does have the draft capital, let's play this out hypothetically. Let's say he doesn't get the starting job back or there's some sort of controversy going into the offseason between him and Bailey Zappi, which we've seen this happen in the NFL. Like it's not out of the out of the question, especially now that Bailey Zappi's, you know, two and oh headed into week seven. Bailey Zappi could light it up against the Bears on Monday night football and it could be big time controversy now. Let's say that does happen. Jones still has the draft capital. So if you're holding Jones to your point, there will be a day when he will be a starting quarterback in the NFL again, without question. And with that will come the hype of that from the card market and his prices will come back up again. So if you do buy Mac Jones now, or even if he doesn't get his starting job back and you do buy him, it actually could be an interesting play, like in a Baker Mayfield-esque type of a scenario, right? Uh, absolutely. You know, um, yeah, absolutely. Cause you know, he went to Alabama. He was, he had Nick Saban, some great coaching in college. He had a hundred percentile college, uh, quarterback accuracy rating. So the, in of course, yeah, they had a great offensive line. They had incredible weapons at Alabama for him to throw to, but you know, drafted 15th overall last year. So he's absolutely going to get a, a starting opportunity. I mean, I think that this is a wonderful story with Bailey Zappi and, and what he's been able to do as a rookie. And maybe Bill Belichick is is uh, looking at this as a trade opportunity. Like, I have two very good quarterbacks. I could potentially look at moving one of these guys for some serious draft capital. And uh, maybe maybe they they do something with that. But I definitely think that Mac Jones will be your your uh, starting quarterback in New England here in a, in a few weeks. And if not, you know, like you said, man, he has got a starting opportunity somewhere just based on draft capital. This is very important, you know, for, uh, for quarterbacks.
Yeah, you just answered uh, Lenny's question. Lenny, good to see you, my man. Thanks for chiming in with a question here on the Football Card Strategy Show, Episode 8 with Andy Kaysen from Football Card Quest. And I'm Paul Hickey, of course, from NoOffSeason.com. The next guy I wanted to know, Andy, if you were in or out on is Aaron Rodgers. Well, man, he is. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think that there's been a big dip in Aaron Rodgers' card prize, obviously struggling you know, uh, the Jets often defensive line overwhelmed them last week. Uh, they're struggling to win games, you know, now at uh, three and three NFC North is being dominated by the Vikings at five and one, but he's still a hall of famer. Right. And like this, this upcoming weekend is, is a big matchup for them because they're going to Washington and play the commanders in Washington. They have a below average passing defense. They, I think they rank about ninth against the run, but they rank about 21st against the pass. And, and so I look at this matchup as a get-right spot, like get Romeo Dobbs involved, get Alan Lazard involved, Robert Tunyon, you know, get the run game going. A.J. Dillon has been very disappointing so far this year. Aaron Jones has been hit or miss. So they just have not been in sync, uh, kind of a lot like the Tampa Bay offense. And these two guys, you know, they're both older guys. They're Hall of Famers. They're locks. But their stock has gone down, down, down because they just have not – They've underperformed. They've lost some games, and they're kind of struggling heading into the meat of the season here, which presents some great opportunities to buy to for them to get in sync with their offense, to string some wins together and make a playoff push towards the end of the season. So I like buying in with the fact that they're still playing. They're still very relevant. They're just really underperforming right now, which kind of gives you a nice little opportunity to buy some some uh some decent cards like if you're buying like a 2005 uh, tops chrome you know i i like to look at the graded stuff for aaron Rodgers because there are a lot of reprints and stuff and i just want to have something in a slab even if it is a psa 9 you know i'm not necessarily looking for uh a, a 10 on on all of rogers stuff i'm okay with a nine just having that authenticated Okay. Yeah. I mean, I kind of talked myself into the same thing before you joined about Aaron Rodgers. I've been outspoken on this show about how much I just do not like Aaron Rodgers as a person. So I won't person, I'm personally out on Aaron Rodgers, but I think for the audience, actually, there's a great opportunity there because the NFC North is going to be, I think, wide open until the end of the year. I don't think anyone's going to run away with that. And so that just keeps him relevant. Um, so there's going to be, uh, there's going to be opportunity to make money on Aaron Rodgers. What I what I don't know about him though is how far beyond this year he's relevant because I think people talk about him like, you know, an active goat and like while we have acknowledged that at nooffseason.com, I actually personally think that his legacy probably won't go down like some other goats. Like I just don't I don't know that like 20 years from now, we're all going to be hype about Aaron Rodgers as as hype as we may be about some of his other contemporaries, even like a Drew Brees or, um, you know, Peyton Manning. Like, I just, I just don't, and maybe even Eli Manning, to be honest with you. I just don't even know that Aaron Rodgers is going to, now, will he be in the conversation with them? Absolutely. But will people love him as much? I don't know. I mean, I think... That we, and we won't know. And we may never, I mean, even 20 years from now, we may never have a real way to measure that. But um, other than his card prices, uh, the data, but um, my gut tells me that if you're going to make a play on Aaron Rodgers, it should actually be for like this season. Um, I don't, I think that, because I think that sometimes people think, well, the safety net is 
Like with Mahomes, the safety net is, well, he's got a championship. He's got an MVP. Yes, I agree. But that's not the same safety net I don't think that Aaron Rodgers has just because I think, you know, Mahomes has several more years left where, uh, you know, versus a Josh Allen or a Justin Herbert. And I think we're comparing Rodgers less to Mahomes and more to, and less to Herbert and Burrow and more to Eli Manning. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's my take on him. No, I, d- I definitely agree. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. And uh, I think he kind of is alluded to the fact that his performance was going to decline this year from losing Devonta Adams. It's, it's, it's been a big, uh, big factor in the disappointment thus far. And, uh, you know, hey, they may struggle down the stretch, but, you know, they're, they're going to find a way to hang in games. It's going to be, you know, one of those situations where it's uh, it's more of a, a slug fest and they, you know, if the ball bounces their way in the fourth quarter, then, you know, Hey, sometimes it does right now. Their defense is playing terrible against the run game. They're 32nd in the league against the rush, but ninth against the pass. So they're, they're figuring out a way to hang in games. They've just been uh, losing more than not. And like I said, it, it, it's a, it made for an interesting quick flip if they can get their act together because they go to commanders this weekend. If, if they bounce back here and Aaron Rodgers puts up 350 passing yards and four touchdowns and they get, uh, you know, get right against the commanders and then they play the bills on Sunday night football in week eight, which is a massive matchup. Like the bills are playing as one of the best teams in the league. If you look at their, their defense in comparison, they're currently fifth against the pass and second against the rush. So their defense is elite and that's going to be a massive test. Uh, so interesting stretch here. The next uh, few weeks, they get the lions after that, which are dead last in the league in defense and the Cowboys who are playing really well on defense uh, after that. So, Interesting stretch for the Packers. Um, I would, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like, there has to be some personal collection value to me to to buy into Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so now the next two guys I want to ask you about are not on the updated football card rankings at NoOffSeason.com that I mentioned to the audience. I updated today in preparation for the show, but I do want to talk about them and. One is, uh, you may have heard when you were in the waiting room, Kenneth Walker III in Seattle. Um, are you in on on my guy, Kenneth Walker III? Do you think he's a skill position player that a football card investor should be looking at? Absolutely, man. I uh, love Kenneth Walker III because he is incredibly explosive. Uh, according to playerprofiler.com, he's best comparable, athletically speaking, to LaDainian Tomlinson. And you already saw it last week. He broke like 11 missed tackles. Uh, I mean, he literally carried the Seahawks against the Cardinals to that victory, got their lone touchdown. And and now with Rashad Penny out for the rest of the season, there is no backfield competition for Kenneth Walker. We're starting to see him get more passes. He wasn't really considered a receiver at Michigan State, which, which you know, Paul, but he was such a good runner. And now he's showing, hey, I can catch the ball. You know, I can uh, be a receiver as well. So that's a fully dynamic skill set that can lead to a massive opportunity. We already saw this past week him get a very big workload, uh, 70% snap share, getting the bulk of the opportunities. And with with his uh, like uh, rushing efficiency, 5.5 yards per carry currently with 11 broken tackles in the first game, like give me all the Kenneth Walker I can, especially like, 
if you compare his prices to Brees Hall, who has now officially broken out, you know, as a as a rookie running back. Well, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker were drafted right there, you know, early second round picks. And I, I think Kenneth Walker presents a lot of of upside, man, because he strings uh, two more of these games together like Brees Hall has done. All of a sudden now you're looking at the, the these pen pals and these XRCs going for like that $60 range to now going to 120. Um, and that's exactly what I did with my Brees Halls. Uh, and I don't have any Kenneth Walkers yet, but he's a guy that I'm actively looking to buy this week. And and uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what um, what happens uh, this weekend with the uh, with the Seahawks. But I think I think he's a great buy. You know, they like to run the ball as well, even though their passing game has been incredibly efficient with Geno Smith. Uh, you know, the Chargers this weekend rank very bad against the rush like. If I look at the the Chargers right here, their rushing efficiency uh, is 22nd in the league against the against the run. So this is a perfect weekend right here for you could see Kent Walker put up another 150 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, you talk about draft capital. He's got the same draft capital capital as Jonathan Taylor. So, you know, both drafted in the second round. Last year, Jonathan Taylor was the one that, you know, put it all together in one season. I think we could easily see Kenneth Walker the third put together a full season of domination, whether it's whether it's the remainder of this year and then and then all of next year, or whether it's just kind of him breaking out and earning that role this year. And then next year he's like solidified as the guy. But I, I do think there's like a Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor type season. In Kenneth Walker's career, Derrick Henry type season. I'm not saying he's going to be those guys, but I think that he he could have a season where if you buy in now and buy the right cards at the right time, you could definitely make some money on Kenneth Walker. So I want to ask you before, because Geno Smith's my next guy. Um, I want to ask you about him. But before that, what I'm noticing on eBay this year that I don't remember last year, so you will know if these are new or not, is a Panini score rookie auto in a pro uniform that seems new to me this year is that right yeah previous years they were in college uniforms and score and this year they're in pro uniforms and the design on the new scorecards are very clean um i've i bought a couple uh rashad whites the only beef that i have about them that people need to be aware of it is a thin paper card stock it's not a thick card like an optic or select or even prism these are thinner cards, um, more like a Donruss or something that you find out of Chronicles. That's my only, that's the only kind of drawback, the down point, because with the thinner card stock, you have more corner and edge issues just out of the pack. It's easier to ding those corners. So that's the only like downside to it. Otherwise, they're very liquid right now, very liquid because it's a mainstream retail set. If you go to Blowout Cards, it's actually their top seller right now is the Score Hobby Box. It's got a big checklist. They've got a bunch of different sticker autographs. They've got the score gold zone, uh, which is which looks nice for a lot of players. They've got a few different color parallels. And so, yeah, it's, it's doing really well. And it is one of the like premium, uh, probably one of the more liquid sets right now next to like gold standard and elite. And it's kind of taken over the prestiges and, and the legacy still selling. But the score is like front and center right now. Yeah. And I feel like that's got to be because, well, two reasons. One is the pro uniforms. Like last year when score came out, I remember there was hype around it, but they were all college uniforms. So it was kind of a letdown. I probably, 
it was probably publicized that they were going to be in college uniforms, but it was still a bit of a letdown to kind of like open the score and see the RC shield, but then not, not have the pro uniform. And then the second reason is, is the score brand. I mean, you've got the Barry Sanders, Troy Aikman rookies from 1989. Those are the top other than like the tops, Tiffany, those score rookies from 1989 of those hall of famers are really the ones that are emblazoned in our mind as like the rookie card. So now that you've got score rookie autos in pro uniforms, um, I think that's actually a sneaky play for a guy. Like I'm looking at a Kenneth Walker. Um, it's still four days left in the auction. So the price is very irrelevant, but uh, there's only three bids on it and it's $13. So I just, I feel like maybe there's some score plays to be made. And then also, um, PSA being at $15 a card right now for bulk economy submissions or bulk value. I don't remember the name of it, if it's value or economy, but one of those two um, is pretty interesting for, you know, if you want to load up on some of these and then have them graded, it's actually a play now. Uh, last year it was not. So anyway, um, Gino Smith is, a, is an interesting guy. Uh, he looks amazing right now. I mean, he just, he's, you know, Two weeks ago against the Lions, he was hooking up with Tyler Lockett. Um, he's played well all year. He had a little a little bit of a down game last week. But other than that, I mean, he, he certainly looks legit. He doesn't look like a flash in the pan. What's your take on him from a football perspective and also from a card perspective? Are you in or out on him? Uh, I'm actually in on Geno Smith just because if you compare the scarcity of his rookie autograph cards – from 2013 i mean this is it's a product that's not just like hey there's new boxes being ripped and there's tons of products sitting out there for 2013 prism and 2013 contenders no these cards like the supply of them is disappearing very quickly and the prices are going up and and that's because geno smith is incredibly efficient like i i think a lot of people um like wrote him off like right and he said ah, i didn't write back well he's got early second round draft capital from 2013 but he went to the Jets, and the Jets place a ton of scrutiny on their their highly drafted players, uh, their starters. You know, they put a lot of pressure. The, the the Jets media circus is putting a lot of pressure on those players, and you know, some some players just kind of um, it causes them to crack. And I think that's what happened with Geno Smith. And I think now that you're seeing he's getting a, a fresh opportunity here in Seattle, and he's constantly got that pressure of, of a, a decent quarterback behind him, kind of putting that pressure in practice from what Pete Carroll says, uh, Drew Locke is constantly making plays in practice and kind of uh, keeping Geno Smith on his toes. And he kind of likes having that open competition. So, but if Geno Smith keeps playing, like he is the number one quarterback in the NFL right now in terms of accuracy, completion percentage, his play action completion percentage at 82%. That plays perfectly with Kenneth Walker, the third, uh, and then you got some of the best wide receivers in the league and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And, and it's like, man, they've got such a dynamic offense right now. And, and they've actually opened it up. You know, the, the Seahawks have traditionally played pretty slow. They're playing at the 18th uh, fastest rate right now. So not terrible, right? They're throwing the ball at the, at, right at the middle of the, of the pack at 15th most pass attempts. But he's throwing the ball deeper. Uh, he's getting some decent protection. It's it's one of those things where I'm buying in because, you know, a, a 
like we talked about, we were seeing $20 rookie ticket autos. Well, now those are like $50, $60 cards. And I could see those easily by the end of the season, just based on how good Geno's playing. Like this is not uh, a small game sample size anymore. We've, we've now seen this for, you know, seven games in a row. So, or six games in a row. So it's like, yeah, I think this is something that he's here to stay. And he's now going to be a starter in the league for quite a while based on this production. And uh, I want to get in now before, you know, uh, next off season, you know, those rookie ticket autos are a couple hundred dollars now for Geno Smith instead of still being at 50, 60. Yeah, I think um, that's my perspective on him too. A couple things. If I would have told you that the start, the unequivocal starting quarterback for the rest of the season for a team that is leading their division and is as highly rated in all those statistics, number one overall in all those statistics that you mentioned, um, now leading the division, they're tied, of course, but, uh, and in the NFC, which we spoke, everyone spoke a lot of in the off season about the AFC being harder to get to the Super Bowl and the NFC being a little bit more wide open, um, that you could get that person say nameless persons, rookie ticket auto for $50 and their prism, uh, silver rookie auto for $50. It'd be, it would just seem like. Of course, like, um, and it's from 2013. So there's, there's lower pop count, lower print run, that kind of thing. A little bit more of a risk on the, on the raw side, because you know, how good a condition are they going to be in nine, 10 years later? But I think everybody would say yes, for sure. And so that's Geno Smith right now. So I think I'm in on him too. And I think, um, we, we have to, this is why we talk about this every week. Right. And um, if we don't talk about it every week together, you talk about it certainly multiple times a week on your show at Football Card Quest. So this is why we do it consistently because you there's not it's not sports card investing and flipping is not a set it and forget it situation. You can't just say, well, this is the time to buy, this is the time to sell, and that's it. Um, you got to get in the weeds. You gotta you gotta lift up every rock. Uh, to make money. And so this Geno Smith play right now and this Kenneth Walker, the third play in Seattle, I think are super relevant. Um, so uh, let's go back real quick. There's a couple of things I want to ask you. I want to give you some time to talk about anything that you want to talk about. But um, Lenny Levine asked about Aaron Rodgers because Lenny's new to football. And um, I understand that not everybody follows the ins and outs of every sport and what players do and say and everything necessarily like we do here at no off season and at football card quest. So Lenny says, did Rogers do something that made him less popular? Good question. Well, so I think, you, yeah, oh, go ahead, Sorry, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think Rogers has always had this persona of being like kind of selfish and being kind of arrogant um, and not being the greatest um, like uh, leader to his to his teammates, there's been always been rumors about how poorly Aaron Rodgers treats his teammates in the locker room, and it, this goes obviously way back. And I think there's always been uh, like this this rumors and just uh, grumblings of how Aaron Rodgers is very arrogant, and uh, you can look at the contracts that he's taken. There's a difference between the type of contracts that Tom Brady has taken that have led him to win as many championships as he's had. There's definitely um, that plays a role in being able to secure better supporting cast members on your team. And you, you compare that to the path that Aaron Rodgers has taken with the Packers 
and uh, definitely different, definitely different from a, a contract standpoint. And that kind of think that leads into some of the arrogance that Aaron Rodgers has. Yeah, and I, that's a good point. And I think like subjectively, um, he comes across very smug in his interviews. Um, he comes across very like, I'm smarter than you. I'm wittier than you. I'm funny, but I'm funny in this sort of dry way. Um, and so I think the, the, the combination of those factors, I think do, um, lessen his market. I think the big, I think the thing though, that's sort of reading deep into it from two different perspectives. I think, uh, something that's like a little bit more objective and where you don't have to go as deep is like just him holding out, like him holding out and, and, and making people question whether or not he's even going to play. Like people were over that with Brett Favre. Like we were all over that with Favre. And then we have to go through it again with Aaron Rodgers in the same franchise. And so unless you love that franchise and you love that player, you're just sick of it. And so Lenny, to me, the answer is more like it's annoying that he makes people wait on what he's going to do for a franchise that while they do have a big fan base, um, if you're not a Packers fan, you really don't, root for anyone on the Packers. Um, and so then you have to, you have this mainstream media covering over and over again, whether or not this guy's going to play, it just gets old. And it makes me, there's one of the, one of the reasons why I don't like him. My mic just came unplugged. I think. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you still sound pretty good. My mic just came unplugged oh, there. That's there one of go. the reasons why I don't like the guy. So Anyway, sorry about that. I just I got so passionate about Aaron Rodgers that I yanked my mic out of the plug. So I apologize for that, everybody. Um, <laughs> Andy, so let's talk to me about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Like, we got Dak coming back? Uh, I think so. He has been practicing. He's been throwing the ball a lot. So it's, it's one of those situations where Cooper Rush has been managing games. And uh, before the Eagles game, they lost. He led them to three straight wins. So, you know, he's been doing uh, being a fine game manager. So they have not rushed Dak Prescott in any way. Um, but it looks like he will be making his comeback here this weekend. And uh, I think that's good because you, you saw the limitations of Cooper Rush this past weekend against an elite Eagles secondary and uh, so, uh, yeah, I think you're, you're going to get Dak Prescott back this weekend. And, you know, the big storyline for Dallas is obviously their defense, uh, led by Micah Parsons. He's so good. Like, that guy is, is starting to be compared to guys like Lawrence Taylor. I mean, that's how good he plays, how much he gets pressure um, against opposing quarterbacks and is, you know, tied in the league for sacks and I mean, he's just incredible. So I, you look at his rookie ticket autos, they're all triple figures. Like all of his autograph cards are now in triple figures. I mean, he, the guy's got an incredible market and demand for his cards. Uh, the offense is going to get a boost uh, from getting Dak Prescott back. They've kind of they've kind of gotten into a sync and into a little rhythm. And so um, I think it's <clears throat> yeah, you're definitely going to get him back. I'm sure his cards are really cheap right now. I, I think. At this point, you need a, a playoff run from the Cowboys for people to get, you know, really hyped on Dak Prescott and, and their cards. We want to see Dak kind of lead that team to some wins. I mean, string some wins together, put up some big performances. So can that continue with, with a guy like Micah Parsons? Because, you know, makes sense why his cards are selling for that much right now. 
and makes sense why he's being compared to some of the greatest defense, most exciting defensive players of all time, like like Lawrence Taylor. Two LTs in this uh, in this uh, football card strategy show: Ladanian Tomlinson and Lawrence Taylor. Can that continue with Parsons? His prices I mean, specifically. It's it's tough to say, but it's I feel like it's it's almost possible because you look at what his prices are doing, even though. He's part of that 2021 draft class where there is an abundance of supply right now in the market. So I, I think as the supply dwindles for 2021 product and it kind of levels out to more around the same as 2020, we could continue to see this climb in his rare stuff. To, you know, We do know the Dallas Cowboys are coined America's team. They have the largest market size and fan base uh, for football cards specifically. I think than any other team in the NFL, maybe outside of of New England and Pittsburgh, uh, those kind of fan bases. And so I do think we could con continue to see like not a whole lot. Right. Obviously that uh, I don't think you're going to see like a 300 percent increase, maybe over the course of three to five years. You do because he's so young, like he's not even hit his prime, like he's not even like he is just, you know, I mean, he's just cresting the surface of what his capabilities are as he continues to learn in the NFL. This guy is an incredible work ethic and desire to be the best defensive player in the NFL. So he's going to be in, in the running like Aaron Donald is, you know, uh, every year for defensive player of the year, um, all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean. Yeah, and he could be like he could have a J.J. Watt type season a tj watt type season a michael strahan type season obviously he's not a defensive lineman but he's a different position but yeah he if he has those type of seasons where there's any kind of whispering about him even being in the mvp conversation um let alone the defensive player of the year i think that uh i could see big time spikes in in his card value so Dallas is quietly four and two right now because you've got the Giants at five and one and the Eagles at six and zero. Oh. So I was intrigued. What you think could happen with Dak cards? Like, what do you think the upside for Dak cards are this year? Can the can the Cowboys win that division? I mean, there's a lot of time left, a lot of games left. Uh, I don't think they can win that division. I think that uh, the Eagles are uh, definitely going to run away with the division. You, you just look at the upcoming schedule for the eagles it's very easy like they they're um on a bye week this week but if i look at their upcoming schedule after that the steelers that should be a win for them then the texans that's another win then the commanders the colts the packers the titans like are the eagles gonna go undefeated like i mean <laughs> i'm looking at their their next four to six weeks they're all pretty easy wins for them. Then they get the Giants, which they're got Giants are hanging around and and, to, and they're in the NFC East and they're five and one. And you look at the 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 greatness that Brian Dable has infused into that team, and they're finding a way to win games, man. They're not playing exceptionally well in any one avenue except for Saquon Barkley being you know top running back in in the league right there. Uh, but uh, they're finding a way to hang in games. So I look at that as maybe a game that comes down to the fourth quarter, and the, the Cowboys is a game that comes down to the fourth quarter. They play them again at the end of December. But the Eagles are literally uh, have the potential to go undefeated the rest of the season, um, barring injuries, you know, to their defense and their offense. Um, and uh, and then you know you look at the Cowboys, and I don't think that they're going to have as such an easy time, like. 
they they've got the Lions this week, and so this is a smash spot. Like they've got to beat the Lions, who have the bottom ranked defense in, in the league. Like this is a smash spot for them. Then the Bears, they should win that game. The Packers, maybe a tough matchup. The Vikings, Giants, Colts. So there's going to be some more diff. I, I just like I look at the the Vikings versus the Cowboys. I'm like, okay, that's a game. That's a coin toss. That's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Or even the Packers. And these games are, I think, are going to be more of slugfest. And uh, we know we don't see Dak Prescott run as much. We, we kind of see him play more of this pocket passer style of offense. And, um, you know, for a couple of weeks there, there was a bit of a, a QB controversy between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. <laughs> Cooper, Cooper Rush was playing with some uh, decent efficiency, was, you know, utilizing the play action pass and actually completing uh, passes and stuff. And so, you know, yeah, I'm looking at Dak Prescott's current buy now on a PSA 10 prism, you know, silver out of the box, 325. I'm like, yeah, that is down from where like the all time high on that card was probably around a thousand dollars. Even if I go back a year, that card was at a thousand dollars and maybe it's got a potential to go up a little bit. But overall, I'm kind of looking at the Eagles to run away with this NFC East and maybe the Cowboys grab a wild card spot and they have to fight with uh the Giants to get that. So I'm I'm kind of like, I don't know, man. I think I'd rather buy, and I know this sounds it might sound a little crazy to some people, but I'd rather buy into the great coaching and the uh the the steam that the Giants have built. And I'd rather buy a Daniel Jones Prism PSA 10 for like $40. Like his cards are still cheap. Like they've gone up from $20. They they've gone up a lot, but they're still like $40 compared to like a Kyler Murray or you know uh it's in the same draft class that's like a hundred and you look at their schedule and, and their coach is like Cliff Kingsbury is about to be fired. And I'm looking at this and I'm like starting to realize that, man, you know, coaching plays a big role in, in how these teams win. And it's uh, Mike McCarthy, not a fan of Mike McCarthy. I, I don't have any faith in Mike McCarthy. Uh, is, and so I think they're going to struggle coming down the stretch here. Whereas I think the Eagles are going to continue to win and the giants are going to continue to probably win uh, at least 50% of their games as well. And they're probably going to grab that wild card spot. Love it. What you're saying lines up with our updated rankings, uh, football card rankings at nooffseason.com. Jalen Hurts is third. And uh, Daniel Jones uh, is uh, 14th. He's He moved up to our top 15. Uh, I do have Dak. I did move Dak up just because um, there was some other, honestly, less about Dak, more about some other guys that just needed to move down and out of the top 10 and felt a little bit more confident in Dak than in Daniel Jones. Um, but I, I'm with you on Daniel Jones being a great uh, flippable opportunity right now. So would highly encourage all of you to go to nooffseason.com, check out as many pages as you can, but specifically the football card rankings page and then clicking into each of the profiles to see what we've got for those guys um andy any uh any other thoughts that you have um before we sign off for football card strategy show episode eight yeah just um you know the the biggest thought i have like right now you're seeing the most volatility and the most uh the biggest price spikes on a weekly basis in the rookies so if you're looking at buying into a guy like Daniel Jones, right, go in and look at who are the rookie receivers that he has that are uh, that are stepping up. And that's Wandale Robinson. So 
I think it really makes sense, just like fantasy football, if Daniel Jones is going to have a big game and, and his team's going to win, then he's going to bring a pass catcher with him, right? And I think you got to look at a rookie like Wandale Robinson. So I'm doing this with virtually every quarterback that I look at buying. So if I was going to buy into Kyler Murray, I'm also going to look at buying like Rondale Moore or maybe DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. But I'm always looking to kind of stack my investment and then also look at these arbitrage plays, like compare guys in the same draft class against each other and look at who their coaches are and look at their upcoming schedule and kind of paint a picture of how these guys can ascend or descend in, in value based on the production. Because we're seeing these spikes every weekend. We're seeing the best sales take place on Sunday night and Monday after whoever the biggest performers are and combined with winning, et cetera, the whole storyline. Uh, and of course that the youth and how young they are also plays a big factor into that because then you also have the limited supply and this whole thing of this could be the next uh, superstar in the NFL. So you want to get in on them. So, you know, kind of keep all that stuff in mind when you're looking at the market and thinking about whether or not you want to make a quick flip or you're trying to make a long-term investment and uh, stack those guys together for a, a little bit uh, bigger play. I'm of course familiar with the stacking concept from my history in fantasy football. And I learned something new every time I talk to you in a, uh, this week, applying it to football cards. I, it really makes a ton of sense. I never thought of that until now. And uh, just speaking of fantasy football, my parting shot is I am six and zero, Andy in our content card content creators bowl league that you set up for us. So six and oh team, no offseason.com. Just wanted to give myself a shout out. I've been working the waiver wire hard and uh, coming up with some scrappy starting lineups. I got past Gary from hoops and cards last week, barely to stay undefeated. This is the longest by far that I've ever stayed undefeated in any fantasy football league. So I just had to brag about it a little bit on the show here with you. Um, but uh, we'll see. Now that I've bragged about being 6-0, and I will probably lose this week. But uh, I feel pretty good about, about my team right now. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what the uh, reward is going to be um, mm. for this league because you, you hinted at something fun. Um, so I'm going after that something fun. I mean, even if it's just like bragging rights, everybody talking about <laughs> how great I am, that's good enough for me. <laughs> Right, I'm I'm looking at your roster right now. Yeah, Mahomes, Nick Chubb, Travis Etienne. Who is Travis Etienne's another rising star in the NFL? He is he's getting getting his footing. I think you have to look at him as a rookie, and he's starting to develop his vision. And uh, I think you're going to see Travis Etienne go up and up uh, as as we come down the stretch here. Duvernay, very hit or miss, but you can get those spike gains from him. So you got Diamond Peoples Jones, another hit or miss guy, but. Got Devontae Adams. Uh, so Devontae Adams not going to be in jail or anything like that. It's 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 going to be something that's next year. Like if any punishment comes down, that's next year. If anybody was curious, uh, he's going to continue to play. But, you know, it's it's that's a whole nother thing. But I, from what I see, it's like a money grab from that cameraman that got pushed. He filed a police report, said he got a mild concussion, whiplash, this and that. He's probably going to end up suing Devontae Adams. And you got to have a police report to do all that. So he's not going to be like punished from it now, maybe next year. So that's that's some somebody to to look at, because I think the Vegas are, are kind of like, you know, one of those teams that have just not been able to fully sync up yet. And they will when they do. There's a massive ceiling there. But nice. yeah, man. Well, 
need I need I need uh, Devontae Adams to come through for me in fantasy and uh Everybody, thanks so much for watching and listening to uh, Football Card Strategy Show Episode 8. It's always great having Andy on. We're going to keep doing this uh, consistently throughout the NFL season and into the offseason, of course, because there is no offseason. Kendall and I are bringing you Episode 52 of the Sports Card Strategy Show. Actually, tomorrow, our first Friday morning episode. Scheduling's just been crazy uh, this October for a lot of reasons for me. But uh, we're going to get consistent. We're going to get back to our consistent scheduling. Andy, thanks for joining us. And uh, if Kendall were here, he would say, cue the rock music. Everybody, thanks for watching and listening and have a great day. Peace.